We're on Rosh Hashanah, Paragimel, Mishnah The Mishnah turns its attention out to just a, an interesting Agadah, a relatively famous Agadah, about the idea of Kavanah. In the last Mishnah we talked about, when you, when you heard the Chofar, Im kibin libo yatsa, v'im lo kibin libo lo yatsa. If you didn't have Kavanah, you could not be Yosef the Mitzvah of Shofar. Our Mishnah continues, but along a different line entirely. Says the Mishnah. This is coming from the story of Amalek. Let's find the story of Amalek. It's from, where do we say? Shemot Perik Yud Zayin. Okay? And in Shemot Perik Yud Zayin, we know the story by Yavo Amalek, by Yelachim Yisrael Birfidim. Amalek shows up. Here, I've been here before. Okay? And we know that the Torah says, Moshe said to Yoshua, Bechar Lanu Manashim, Vesehi Lachim Ba'amalek Machar, go fight with Amalek. And as we know, when Moshe held up his hands, the Jews began to win. When he put his hands down, Amalek uh, began to prevail. Okay? Uh, so, the Mishnah says, You think Moshe's, Moshe made his hands make war, or Shavrot destroy war, break war? Rather, the Torah comes to tell you, when the Bnei Yisrael were looking towards the heavens, and they subjugated their hearts to their fathers in heaven. They would, Gaber means to overcome, interestingly enough. Okay? Gura is to win. It means in this context they would win. But we were discussing this today, and my wife pointed out that it has Mit Gabrim. And if not, they would fall. Okay, so therefore, the idea was Moshe Rabbeinu was saying he held his hands up, people looked up. He held, his hands came down, people didn't. So it was about the people. Similarly, we have the same story, similar story. So this is the story of the Nechashim, the, the biting snakes. This is from Bamidbar. We're back at the Machon Mamre. Let's go to Bamidbar, Numbers 21. Okay? The Jewish people complained. Here we are. The fiery serpents. And they bit people, they bit the nation, and people died. How did he save them? God said to Moshe, Make for you a fiery serpent. Place it on a hole. And anyone who... Whoever would be bitten will see it. And would live. So that it, it seems this is one of the more problematic stories in the Torah. So I mean, it seems like very similar to Abu Dazara. Says the Mishnah Kiyotzi, but Devarata Omer, similarly you say, place it on a nase on a pole. This is the end of the Pasuk. You'll see it in live. Can a, 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 a serpent, can the, can the, uh, can the, uh, the graven image of a serpent bring life? Ella, rather. When the Jewish people look above, look over. And they subjugate their hearts to their Father in heaven. They would be healed. And if not, they would wither away. They would die. I want to stop here first of all, point out a couple of interesting things. This idea of uh, appears not once, once, but also twice. So that appears, that's an important theme in this Mishnah, to be Mishabed Libam. And that perhaps answers our question, what in the world is this doing here? What in the world is this Mishnah? I said, the Kahati said, based on Kavanah. 
really difficult to say it's a kavana thing, because this kavana is totally different. But if you talk about the idea of shofar, shibud alev, you're going to subject, subjugate your heart to Akadosh Baruch Hu, now we can sort of understand what a person is supposed to be feeling when he, when he hears the shofar. The next thing I want to point out is the Kahati points this out. This Mishnah is actually appears in another context. It appears in the Mechilta. Mechilta de Rabbi B'Shalach. And there you find a very similar but different language. Midrash says, Similarly, Did they, Moshe's hands, uh, strengthen Israel or destroy Amalek? As long as Moshe Rabbeinu pushed up his Sorry, he picked up his, his hands, clapping Mala toward the heavens. The Jewish people would look. And they believed in he who appointed Moshe to do this. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu did for them miracles and wonders. Here in this context, they have emunah, they have faith, and then HaKadosh Baruch Hu does the gvura. Whereas in our Mishnah, okay, it says, Hayu, Hayu, Mitgabrim. Okay, they would. So the question is, according in, in the different language, it's very different. In one language, the Jewish people are the ones that are mitgaber. Mitgaber also can mean to overcome. Mitgaber. Uh, my wife implied, she said, it sounds to her like mitgaber layetzer to overcome yourself, to overcome your doubt, and that's why you win. There's an interesting comment, the difference. And the question is, why did Rabbi Yudanasi choose this language as opposed to the other language that we saw? You'd have to actually know which one was first and which one they, they chose. Let's go to the end of the Mishnah. Mishnah returns to the halachic context. Someone who is deaf. Someone who is halachically not of sound mind. Or a minor. All these three people are common categories of people that have no dat. They don't fulfill, they cannot uh, use their blowing of the shofar, cannot fulfill the obligation of the rabim, their obligation to, to hear the shofar. This is the rule. But if you're not obligated, they can't they can't fulfill the obligation for others, their obligation to hear the shofar. That's why the Cheresh, the Katan, are not able to fulfill the obligation for other people. We'll stop here. Reminding, I want to remind you always, as we have, have you can find all of these Mishnayot per day at Mishnah.co. We'll dedicate our learning to the memory of my father, Harav Simcha Ben Yitzchak Kalman. Have a great day.